Yes, I should write down my uh, the things that I found. I I couldn't. I have a terrible memory for this. I couldn't even remember. What I remember is that my favorite TV show of all time did a hol- a Christmas episode, and it is a terrible, terrible episode. So <laughs> I'm not going to be inducting amends from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which Ooh. ends with it snowing in Sunnydale. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> if I run out of ideas, I'm just going to say. Uh, one of Mash's many, many Christmas oh, specials many. probably counts. <laughs> That's good. Just throw, <laughs> a, have, throw a Mash episode in there. Oh, let's they have say one Mash. Episode which, they have one episode that goes an entire year and hits all of the holidays. That's right. Uh, wow. What's up? Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Hello, 1998. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Man, some things never get old. Yes. It's, a, it's a shame John Syracuse isn't here to pick uh, Star Wars Holiday Special again. Yeah. Oh well, you know. To lock it away in the vault that that follows <laughs> in the lock it away and never see it again. Part. I uh, I actually have grown to like the Star Wars Holiday Special. Wow. All of it or just parts? How much but, do you drink before watching it? Because it is uh, crazy. Is, is I, it the I, I do drink story? a fair amount, uh, but you oh, know I probably wouldn't need to. Because and hey, because of Rift Tracks almost entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's become a, an annual holiday tradition because that uh, that I believe is their finest hour, as I think I've mentioned before. <laughs> hey, did you see on Joel Hodgson's Reddit? Ask me anything. He said he'd probably do a Rift Tracks at some point. Really? Oh, uh, cool. He's, wow. He said he assumed it would eventually work out that he'd do one, and I am strongly in favor of this happening. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, talked once to Mike Nelson about that, and he had just had uh, he had just had lunch, I think, with Joel Hodgson. So they've kept in touch, kind of. I don't think they're great pals or anything, but um, you know, there isn't any obvious animosity there that I know <laughs> of. So my guess is, I don't know if is, is Cinematic Titanic still in business. Do they still do anything? Not that I I've think noticed. They're like wrapping up with a couple of live dates, but yeah. supposedly they're done. Yeah, they do. Big stage shows occasionally. Yeah. yeah, so my guess is he probably was holding off until that dried up or mm-hmm. one or the other dried up. And from what I hear on the, from what I hear from the internet, the only one anyone has any animosity towards is Jim Mallon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think even that is that much anim. I mean, it's probably about as much animosity as Minnesotans can work up. But yeah, <laughs> is it because he owns the? <laughs> he the, has almost the all of the rights. Yeah. It's why none of these things that are suspiciously like MST3K are actually called MST3K. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's apparently a little litigation happy too. But uh, when they did the whatever was the twentieth anniversary thing at um, Comic Con that one year that I went, everybody was at the same panel yeah. and they all got along great and they seemed to be you know happy to see each other again. So well, I don't think there's really panel. that much there. I had to sit through three other panels to be in it, but I was there. You were there too? (laughs) Yeah. How did I miss you? It was a giant room full of people, and you were looking at the cool guys up on the panel. And you were but only one person. That's true. That's true. That's okay. These episodes I've been recording lately have all been like 90 minutes or two hours long. So if this is less than an hour, that's okay. (laughs) This will be short and sweet. In fact, we're done already. Yeah, Although, I'd like to thank my guests. No, we haven't even started yet. They just, with a group this small, I do have to say I feel a little bad about making jokey picks. Not bad enough to not make a jokey pick. <laughs> yeah, but, that's what I thought. Oh. 
I think we should all enter an orb and wear robes and stand around. That's, that's, a, uh, that's a good idea. That's, that's just a normal Tuesday around here. Then maybe Carrie Fisher will swing by to, to sing some horrible, horrible song. That's what you always say, Lumpy. <laughs> Lumpy. <laughs> Lumpy is my favorite. Lumpy's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody go I, ahead. I like the, the angry, feral grandfather is uh, my personal favorite. <laughs> well, the, the Lola Falana thing keeps getting interrupted. I'd get grumpy, too. <laughs> he just wants some release, man. Were there a lot of Richard Sanders heavy episodes of WKRP? I don't, I don't remember a lot. Yeah, there were a few. Like the uh, baseball the vet- episode was very less centric, and it's also a great episode. The Veterans the- Day episode, yeah, where he he hires the crop duster so he can be the eye in the sky for traffic. There's yeah. an episode where he threatens to commit suicide. He was clearly that's a, the second episode, the breakout character really? of, uh, in, in many ways. Uh, whether they exploited it or not, I mean that that's the notable character on the show. And there, you know, Johnny Fever is great and all that. But Les Nessman, what a just I, I I still remember his um the tape he put on the floor to be his yeah, walls to, of his yeah, imaginary to his office. My walls, my walls. What a great he, character. He also he wrote several episodes too, yeah. which. I All didn't right. realize until the last time last time I watched it through. Yeah. One one thing I love about Richard Sanders' performance is apparently he cut himself shaving or something for the first episode, yeah. so he had to have a big white bandage on his face. And then for the rest of the series, there'd just be a bandage somewhere on his head for no reason. <laughs> it's like the Weir's Waldo of 70s sitcoms. So yeah. can, can we talk a little bit about um, – uh, this is a little off topic, but, I mean, since we're talking about WKRP, which we haven't really talked about before, I wanted to say this is a this is a brilliant show, brilliantly written, um, yeah. ahead, ahead of its time in some ways, or certainly uh, did some stuff that we don't think of as being, you know, sitcoms of that era, being so strange and doing so many weird things. And it's a real shame what's happened to it. it it's not, mm. I think, not available on streaming. I think it, what they did in, yep. for syndication and DVD, because they didn't buy future rights to the, the rock music that they play at the station, it's all been replaced with generic filler music. Even the turkey episode, you when yeah. uh, when it comes back to Johnny Fever and there's a long pause and he goes, thanks, Les. <laughs> thanks for that report, Les. And then it's <laughs> like he turns on and he starts gyrating around to the music he's playing and it's this just generic <laughs> rock guitar yeah. solo and it's so sad because um so so they're all kind of disemboweled from that perspective and then on top of that you can't even find them i mean i went online to see if like netflix or amazon had the had this episode on thanksgiving day and i ended up watching a five minute clip on youtube because it's just well, you can't even find it I have the yeah. actual DVDs because I still love physical media, but they have the wrong music. Like earlier in the episode when Arthur Carlson is wandering around lonely, he comes into the booth mm. and they have a little discussion where Johnny says, that's Pink Floyd. And Carlson says, are those dogs? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you know what song is supposed to be playing, but it's not even Pink Floyd and the whole thing is... It's just sad. It's clearly supposed well, what, to be the barking dogs, uh, jingle bells, right? Well, given yes. that you have physical media, you should be able to, <laughs> well, to rip those DVDs and insert the, the proper cues, right? For your at least your own home use. What's I What's guess. really weird is uh, one of the digital, like second secondary channels locally here in uh, Louisville, Kentucky area, um, they run WKRP on Sunday nights, and some of the episodes 
still have the original music. Not all of them. So what they did, what they do the night before Thanksgiving, they've done this like three years in a row. They run that episode four times in a row (laughs) for two hours. It's wonderful. And, And it does. It's got the Pink Floyd and everything. And then, you know, you'll watch a couple more episodes and you'll go, oh, there's Hot Blooded and there's this and there's that. And then then will come an episode where all the music is the generic music, and it's really jarring. It, it but it's, may, it is nice to see. It may be that uh, some of the contracts are that they can broadcast it, but they can't put it on DVD or they can't stream exactly. anything else with that. It's sad. Exactly. It's sad. Because that's a great and I don't, show. I don't think I, – I think only the first season is out on DVD. I don't think they even bothered with the later ones, which well, is a real shame. Know. There's probably a torrent somewhere of somebody's off-air VHS recordings with the original soundtracks or something. Wouldn't surprise me. In the depths of WKRP fandom. Oh, yeah. Which is huge, One, by the way. Enormous. Yeah. I have a bunch of the official DVD releases. So I'm looking at my television right now, and in the lower right corner, there's a little Tom Servo figure and a little Crow figure. Oh. <laughs> and between them is a little gypsy figure, because for some reason they never gave out a Mike or Joel. Oh, I, I have a full-size Tom Servo head on my desk here, which... Again, it's I mean, just tech, a gumball machine. It's just a gumball <laughs> machine. But I, but I fixed it so he could, he could talk. So I can, I can make him speak. I see. <laughs> so you said the vault has a green door? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's all black. Black like our hearts, Monty. Turns <laughs> out. Okay, just no. asking. Ooh. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. That is not holiday themed. Absolutely nothing holiday themed about what you're thinking of. <laughs> wow, that was that was a callback to your your That's classic right. role. That's right, as TJ. And in fact, I do say that in I'm sure Flint you do. Colon, a country Christmas Carol. Not available anywhere. Not available and anywhere. See now, exclusive. Now you need to, to make some TJ Hooker. Make some videotape. Dub some videotapes and like sell them out of the back of your truck on the internet. Yes, that was that was incidentally my Star Trek connection that I teased way back when ah. we did the Star Trek original series. Was episode. it you were directed by a Star Trek director? And apparently nobody gave a crap about because it just disappeared down yeah. the memory hole. Sorry, but yeah, Mark Daniels, good cat, hmm. nice. He's, uh, he was a, a classic director. He, I mean, he did like the first thirty-eight episodes of I Love Lucy. And then you know, just as a as a as a little side project, just you know, just a fun thing, he put together Skinflint Cole in a Country Christmas Carol. Nice. All right, thanks, guys. That was fun and funny and ridiculous. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> so festive. You know, we say that every every year. We we start making picks, and we're like, "Wow, we're terrible people. This is yeah. terrible." It's true. No, I swear we only got through one uh, one round in, in each of the previous holiday movie yeah, vaults. Yeah, well. But I guess maybe there's, you know, most of these TV things, there's less to say about because yeah. commercials. Yeah. And and yeah. we already, some jerk already picked the Charlie Brown Christmas, which is the best <laughs> one, so. How rude. There are plenty of I others. probably have picked Charlie it. I Brown really should holidays. have picked it again. I could still yeah, talk. Yeah, they're not I as good, though. could about Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Like motocross day and whitewater <laughs> rafting day. Mm. It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown. Could have done uh, great. Pumpkin. Yeah, that one works. That was quality. That yeah, one works. That's yeah, true. that's a good yeah, one. If, if uh... actually those first three really are the only three that uh, the only three peanut specials that I think are really yeah. really good. What's the third one? That it's actually the second one. It's Charlie Brown's All Stars. Yeah, that's a really good. Oh. 
which is hilarious. It's probably the funniest of all of the Peanuts specials. Because they're free to take stuff from anywhere in the strip and not just the... Yeah, exactly. Right. And I, I had never even seen it. I mean, I, I used to watch those obsessively whenever they would come on, and I had never even heard of that one. And a couple of years ago, uh, at the Louisville Slugger Factory and Museum, they did a big Charlie mm-hmm. Brown uh, display and, and exhibit or whatever. And one of the things they had, just in this little alcove, they were just running Charlie Brown's All-Stars over and over again. And we just sat there for, what I think, three cycles of it going... I've never heard of this. Is this new? And you'd see the credits at the end. You go, that's from the sixties. What though? Um, so yeah, it was just sort of like in, in that one, the other kids are just brutal towards Charlie oh, Brown. Yeah. They're probably at their most evil in Charlie Brown's <laughs> all stars, which is great. I mean, I think it's truer to the, the strip than, uh, yeah. than some of the holiday ones where they kind of pulled back on that a bit. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 